0: let's continue then with the second parable if that's the first parable that's the the opening parable then the second one is called the parable of the lost coin let's pick up at verse 8 or what woman having ten silver coins if she loses one coin does not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it and when she's found it she calls her friends and neighbors together saying rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I lost Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Key point number two for us this morning is this, that the parable of the lost coin points us to the Holy Spirit who illuminates truth. The parable of the lost coin points us to the Holy Spirit who illuminates truth. Now, a European insurance company did some research on lost items. I actually found this extremely interesting. The research followed 3,000 people and discovered, first of all, that men were more likely to lose items than women. I don't think we needed that research to know that. I I think that that was uh, pretty much a given. Uh, The second thing they discovered is that the lost item often prompted an argument In 40% of married couples. Again, I don't know that we needed research uh, to tell us that. In fact, I would have thought that it would be a little bit higher than 40%. And this one surprised me. It says, we spend on average of 10 minutes every day looking for misplaced items. Over the course of a 60-year adulthood, we will have spent 3,680 hours or the equivalent of 153 days searching for lost items. Now, I personally, this is my opinion, think that that number would double if they included the amount of times that husbands spent looking for their wives in a store. I think that number would double easily because I know how much time I have spent just walking through aisle after aisle just looking in search of Cheryl top five most lost items. Here's what they are. Number one, smartphone. Number two, keys. Number three was paperwork. Number four, glasses or sunglasses. And number five, purse or wallet. Those were the top five most lost items. And after seeing that, I thought, you know what? I can see where we would spend 10 minutes a day looking for those those very items Uh, quite easy. In fact, this is uh, reminds me of what I would call the case of the missing remote. Uh, Cheryl and I had an instance of this uh, in the past few weeks. Our Amazon Fire Stick remote was missing for more than a week. In fact, I'm surprised the remote control is not one of the top five. seems like it should be. But uh, our Amazon Stick remote uh, went missing. Uh, we, found, we actually found it um, a, week, a week ago Thursday. But the Sunday prior, Carson was over. Uh, He helped us look for a little while. In fact, he did something that uh, is quite natural. The first thing that he did is he pulled out his cell phone to turn on its flashlight. And then he would look in different places. He looked under under the couch. He looked under a cabinet. Now, by the way, that European insurance company, they discovered something else. They called it the 18-inch rule. Most lost items are eventually found within 18 inches of where they initially thought that they lost the item. And that makes perfectly sense. In fact, while I was doing this research, uh, and I read that, I thought, 18-inch rule. If that's true, then most of the time when we use the remote, we're right next to we're at the couch, or at the chair, at the recliner. We've already thoroughly checked the recliner, so we knew it had—I knew it had to be the couch, right? And it has to be within 18 inches of it, and that's actually how we ended up finding it. So, who is the woman in this passage? Uh, We 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 look at this passage here, the second parable, and they've lost a coin. And why is it so important? I mean, what's so significant about this coin? And who is this woman? Well, there's, there's a clue inside this verse. Look back at verse 8. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp? Sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. Now, I have with me, and I'll make these available for you to see these. These are actual replicas of coins this is, this is actually what a day's wage would look like, one coin. And I'll make those available to you. That's a replica. This, on the other hand, is authentic. This is a first century uh, lamp. Uh, this, is, this would be identical to what Jesus was referring to in this parable. Uh, this is what she would have lit up. She would have had some oil, lit it, and used something like this to search, in search of this lost coin. So how do we know who this woman is? And what was the significance of this lost coin? Well, the first thing that we have to recognize is this. There is a relationship between the item that's lost and the person that's searching for it. There is a relationship between the item that was lost and the person in search of it. For example, the first one we read, a shepherd in search of a sheep. There was a definite relationship there, unlike a hireling and a sheep. Not much of a relationship for someone who's a hireling, someone that's just there to watch for a little bit, but a shepherd and a sheep, there's a significant relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. The one that we're going to read in just a moment is the parable of the lost son. So there's a relationship between the father and the son, so, the question then would be this What relationship exists between a woman and 10 silver coins? I mean, it seems kind of odd. Isn't it, just, uh, isn't it just a wage? Isn't it just a day's wage? Or is there something else going on? Some of you may have a footnote in your Bible next to the words 10 silver coins. If you don't, uh, than, there are, than there are out there, uh, I would recommend that you look and, and always take advantage of the footnotes. But the footnote provides us with insight that we need to understand this relationship. Does anybody have a footnote next to it, just out of curiosity? Okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. Because in, in mine it has the footnote, and in my, my commentaries it has several, several statements to make about it. But the footnote provides us with insight that we need to understand the relationship. This is not ten individual coins, but it is a piece of jewelry that has ten silver coins attached. This is the equivalent. This would be the equivalent to her wedding band. You know, if you think about it, maybe you've seen... um, some imagery have you ever seen a woman wear a headdress a headpiece that has coins hanging down from it and and they go all the way across and if you count and you look you, you would notice that that there would be 10 silver coins sometimes it's a necklace sometimes you'll see in the ancient uh, hit, uh, uh, pictures and drawings you'll see women that are drawn with necklaces that have several coins that are part of the necklace that's what's taking place here the woman has lost one of the coins that was attached to her wedding ring. Now I want you to notice the small detail then. That small detail, how it shifts our thinking. It suddenly makes the value of that coin increase, doesn't it? It's no longer just a has monetary value. It now has personal value, something that it didn't have before. If you think of it this way, if you just think of the sheep as something with monetary value, then you miss the pit, the, the whole point. If you see the father and the son as just someone who is, is an expense, then you miss the point of the relationship. If you just think of the ten coins as nothing more than money, and you don't recognize that it has a relationship between the woman and and the the lost coin that is, in fact, part of her, what we would call wedding ring, then we miss the personal value that she placed upon this coin. So this relationship exists. The second thing to notice is how she searched for the lost coin. It says, Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. Listen, she is going to light a lamp and sweep the house. These are roles. Interestingly, these are roles in Scripture often associated with the Holy Spirit. Let me give you uh, some examples. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit illuminates truth. The Scriptures talk about the Holy Spirit will illuminate truth. So when you're in search of truth you need the holy spirit to light it up to help you understand it the holy spirit illuminates scripture to help us understand it the holy spirit brings illumination the holy spirit brings understanding john sixteen thirteen puts it this way however when he the, the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth the Holy Spirit illuminates Scripture. Listen to 1 Corinthians two fourteen. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the Holy Spirit has a role of illumination. We cannot understand spiritual matters without the aid of the Holy Spirit. So, keeping in the context of seeking that which was lost, we should see that the woman with ten coins, the lamp of the Holy Spirit, that the woman best is, underst- is understood best as the bride, as the church, and that the lamp is best understood as the Holy Spirit to lead her. And understand this, that the church that is led by the Spirit doesn't stop searching until it's found. So keeping all of that in mind, let's look again at verse eight. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she lost one does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. What then is our role? Our role is to be a church that is spirit-led that doesn't stop searching. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we the church have been invited to join Jesus in his search for that which was lost.